You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you? Healthy and alive. Yeah. Yourself? I don't really have any complaints. It'd be nice to see the sun for more than five minutes. You know, tis the season where uh, the sun goes away and doesn't come back for a few months. And I guess, you know, that happens. And I mean, well, this is why we get sick, right? Our main source of vitamin D comes from the sun, obviously. And if we don't have that, well, then I understand. Yeah, of course. And if we don't have that, then, well, we develop illnesses and our immune systems down and things like that. And I've always heard doctors and nutritionists talking about how we don't have the cold and flu season. We have the vitamin D deficient season. That's what we have. If people actually got the right amount of vitamin D, you wouldn't have all of this cold and flu and everything else, these nasty things that everybody gets. This is why they don't have them in Florida. This is why the older people go to Florida. They live longer. It's warmer. They get more sunlight. They don't have to worry about vitamin D deficiencies in in greater numbers down there, like we do in the north or like they have on the mainland of Europe or the UK. I still prefer the cool. I still prefer the the wintry, more northern I want both, though. I, I could deal with the cold, but I also want some sunlight with that cold. Yeah, yeah. You you know what I, you know what it feels like to walk outside in the morning after it's been snowing all night, and there's that light, crisp, cold breeze blowing, and the sun's out with a clear sky, and you can see the crystals just blowing across the top of the snow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. to me is amazing. That that's amazing, right? You talk about uh, enhancing your clarity. And clearing your head when you're outside, that'll do it. That will do it, I assure you. Yeah, the for me, the the, the clearing moment is uh, the few hours before that when it's still snowing and it's that real steady light snow and you sit out there and just the, the, the sound because uh, you, you typically don't have the sound of the wind, you know, if it's just a slow, steady snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dead quiet. You don't have the bustle of the city. Or, or, you know, everybody's all shut in their houses because it's cold, not driving around anywhere. So it's just all you hear is the snow hitting the ground or the leaves or, you know, the trees or whatever. And that is just, for me, it's very soothing. Well, to get you through this cold and flu season, you should make your jab appointment. That'll get you through it, don't you think? I mean, that'll reduce your chances of, because it's safe and effective, it'll reduce your chances of uh, a severe case of COVID, a hospitalization, or even death. I'm, I'm not much into heroin, so, you know, I don't, I don't do any jabs. Yeah, it's a fair point. Mayor Bill de Blasio says he's going to require all New York City public workers to get vaccinated with no option for testing. Why? I mean, I thought that uh, I thought you had massive uptake on uh, on all these things anyway. I mean, what, what, what do you need to mandate it for? I thought you had massive uptake. I thought everybody was in, in line with this. I thought everybody was uh, was on board with this. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is set to announce today that all municipal city workers will be required to get vaccinated against COVID with no option for testing. See that? Yeah. Well, if you don't want to do it, see how it starts. If you don't want to do it, well, then you're going to have to take a test every day or three times a week or whatever it is. And then it's going to cost you. And then they'll they'll turn the price up even more and then they'll take it away and say, well, now you don't have any option. Uh, I, I still would say no. 
um, I would be like many of these um, law enforcement, many of the EMTs, doctors, those um, that are basically flipping the bird to the the, the government and saying, um, screw you. But the side effect of all of this, um, I'm, I'm concerned. And here's why. In the moment, you're doing what you believe to be right. However, we're, we're talking about people that social engineer. We're talking about people that have spent the last hundred years listening to psychiatrists or psychologists. They're, they've been listening to how to manipulate people mentally. So my concern in all of this is, yes, you're doing the right, right thing, standing up for your freedoms, for your rights. What if, tinfoil hat moment, this is what they want? What if this is exactly part of the plan? What if this is, um, they want you to quit your job so they can federalize it? That's it. That's exactly what they want. They tried to do this under Obama. You remember they were clamoring for, you know, they had all the all hands on deck when Obama was in office. So like Al Sharpton and the rest of these people, they had the shootings and, and everything else. Oh, we need to federalize the police. We need, we, we've got to federalize the police because the police are not listening to. OK, now they have a, a good enough reason to do that, don't they? If they get rid of all the uh, uh, the police officers. Chicago, you're looking at losing 3,200 officers. New York, I don't know. But they're saying that the that the law enforcement officers and the firefighters are the ones that are the holdouts. The nurses up there, they're already getting fired if they haven't been fired already. The teachers that didn't get it done, they're holding walkouts now. Parents are pulling their kids out of school now. Have they said anything on the mainstream media over there about the protests in New York City and Times Square out in front of the New York Times building, out in front of the city building? Any of the rest of it? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. They want all that to go away. Have they said anything about the failing businesses because of the implementation of vaccine passports? No, they haven't said anything about that at all. We saw one article that said that businesses in New York that implemented vaccine passports have seen a 60% reduction in their business traffic. A spokesman for the mayor's office said that the order covers 160,500 workers in total, with 46,000 of those required to get their first shot by October 29th or face potential termination, according to the Wall Street Journal. Excuse me, the Wall Street Journal. Sorry, or was I? This is exactly what they're doing in Australia. Western Australia this morning, and well, I got a clip of de Blasio. We'll get to that in here in a second. Western Australia this morning said that uh, businesses are now going to face fines up to $100,000 if they don't mandate employees get vaccines. Boy, where have we heard that before? Does that sound like the Biden administration? Almost. Yeah. Does that sound like the Biden administration? Uh, uh, we're going to we're gonna have every business over 100 employees mandate vaccines. Oh, if you don't do that, we can find you up to $700,000 per incident. Now, according to the Epic Times, new directors from the, Western, uh, from the Western Australian government will mean over 1 million citizens will need to be fully vaccinated by the end of January with jab mandates affecting approximately three quarters of the state's workforce. 75% of the workforce, individuals refusing to comply, will be slapped with a fine up to $20,000 and required businesses with unvaccinated staff will face penalties of up to $100,000. Now, the new requirements will include almost all industries with a risk of community transmission, including retail, hospitality, transportation, construction, and schools. Other sectors will be required to be fully vaccinated to work during lockdowns, including government and media. Uh, okay, let's shut the government down. Let's shut the media down. How about that? I mean, of all the things that have been considered essential and non-essential over the last 18 months. I think the biggest non-essential businesses that we've kept open were the government and the media. How about we shut them down? They're non-essential as far as the populace is concerned. The elites, they're non-essential. They're useless eaters as far as the populace is concerned. We don't need them. Well, you're going to sit there and you're going to make an argument telling me we need Bill Gates. Really? 
I'd love to have that argument. I could go round and round about that for hours. So anyway, back to New York, right? So workers who do not submit to the requirement will, will be placed on unpaid leave. Unpaid leave, huh? Why don't you just say you're going to fire them? Well, well, I guess maybe if they if if they recognize the error of their ways, right, comrade, then you'll be welcomed back into the fold. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, if you take some time off and you go reflect on the decisions that you've made just for a little while and you decide that you want to be brought back into the fold and confess that you've made a mistake and bow to the uh, to the needle, well, then all is forgiven. Right. All is forgiven. Of course, you're still going to have to wear a mask. You're still going to have to lock down. You're still going to have to close your business. Um, you're still going to have to do all of that. Uh, you're still going to have to go through the, uh, the vaccine passport and, and everything else. That's all still going to be there. You weren't permanently thrown into the gulag. No, um, but so, that's I mean, kind of what it is, isn't it? If you don't do yeah. it, you're basically you're in the social gulag, aren't you? Yeah, it's not at least here. It's not a physical gulag. Like Australia, they don't you're, need you're to being do it actually thrown into the physical they, gulag, though. They really don't need to do that anymore. Now they'll just cancel you. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, not even like cancel. Like even uh, it's more than that now with uh, everything being digital. I mean, uh, your your banking is going to all be digital. Uh, your work is also mostly going to be digital uh, unless you're like, you know, a hands on uh, employee, you know, mechanic, if you will, or plumber, electrician, those kinds. Yeah, obviously, you can't do that from home, at least not yet. So yeah, I, I, I think it's um, it's a digital gulag. Corrections officers, of which the city employs 8,000, already have a later date uh, by which they could be required to be vaccinated, December 8th. The city's facing staffing issues in the corrections department already, most notably at the controversial, controversial, controversial Rikers Island Detention Center. How's that controversial? How, how is it? It's a jail. How is that controversial? Other than the fact that, what was it, the uh, the Homeland Security Secretary or whatever, he was there giving a speech and he didn't even know where he was. Neither did the administrator of the facility. He didn't know where he was. 185 police officers in the U.S. died with or as a cause of COVID-19 in 2020 out of 295. Okay, all right, it goes on with all that stuff. They say that the teachers already have a 96% compliance. Well, that's because you fired everybody else that didn't go along with it or the other people walked out and you just haven't gotten to the last few percentage yet. There have been some notable vocal exceptions. Many teachers and their supporters have protested across the city to bring attention to the issue of forced compliance because those aren't happening, right? I know it's just not, it's not happening. It's not happening. No injuries, no deaths, right? Yeah, it's not happening. It's just not happening. Yeah. Uh, across the nation, Seattle workers, including law enforcement firefighters, uh, have also raised their voices in opposition to the mandates. Uh, California teachers and parents have jointly taken up protests in defiance of Governor Gavin Newsom's demand for vaccinations for all teachers and staff. L.A. County Sheriff said that five to 10 percent of his officers could leave their position over the mandate, uh, which he said he's not going to enforce it. He's not going to go around. He says, look, we're, we're too busy as it is. We don't have time to be the vaccine police. We're just not going to do it. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said the officers who declined to get vaccinated are aiming to induce an insurrection. <laughs> an insurrection. You hear this? The Fraternal Order of Police chairman comes out, gives a speech to the officers and says, do not take this. Do not take this. Don't take that vaccine. Don't comply with this mandate. And then the mayor comes out and says, well, that's that's invoking an insurrection. Give me a break. Mayor Bill de Blasio on 
Morning Joe. It's a mandate now for all city agencies, all city workers. It's time for everyone to get vaccinated. Our public employees are going to lead us out of the COVID era. Uh, uh-huh. Look, what we did with our schools worked. Uh, our schools uh, are incredibly everybody. safe. And everybody families left. needed to know their kids would be safe. Well, we all need to know we're going to be safe going forward. We've got to end the COVID era. We did the vaccinate or test option, but it hasn't gotten us where we need to go. So we say vaccinate. If you choose not to, you have the right to go on unpaid leave. We're going to work with your union to figure out what happens next. But Uh the bottom line is we're not going to pay people unless they're vaccinated. They don't lose their jobs. They can correct and come back. Oh, correct. I think that's compassion. I think that's right. But the bottom line is 96% of our education employees did it. 96% of our healthcare workers did it it's time for everyone else no no i i, I don't think so uh, again like i said the numbers that they're talking about the numbers he's, he's sitting there rattling off those are the people that they have left after the people that have already walked out quit been fired whatever what a lying sack of excrement you're not gonna lose your job you know uh, no you, that's literally what he's saying if you don't take the jab you're fired uh, that's literally what he's saying uh, it, it's gun to your head do as i say how how is the left screaming last presidency that trump is an authoritarian he's the same as hitler he's this crazy and here we are this is literally authoritarianism this is an autocracy and the left is silent on it they're 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 hell they're not even silent they're they're praising this nonsense they're going along with it they're going along with it you know we were saying during that time i mean we're, we're not people that are stuck in our own echo chamber here but we were saying at that time that these people it's it's all redirection you know they were saying that uh, trump and everybody as you were talking about there you know he's this big fascist and all the rest of it and i'm like hang on a minute i know the history of fascism in europe i mean not not ex- as extensively as a lot of historians and scholars and things like that okay granted i'm just an amateur when it comes to looking into that stuff not to mention the fact i do reside over here for the moment but you're telling me that Trump is this big fascist guy. He's, he's this big authoritarian dictator. And believe me, I've not been a cheerleader of Donald Trump as of late for anybody that's been listening. I personally don't care what the man does anymore. I don't care if he runs in 2024. I could care less. I personally blame him for all this mess that we're in at the moment, truth be told. But that's another issue. We can talk about that another time. But he was not what they were saying he was. In fact, they were the true authoritarians. Everything was a misdirection. We played that clip of all of them talking about going out there and and shouting people down and getting in their faces and throwing them out, you know, Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi and uh, and all the rest of these people and, and CNN and MSNBC and members of Congress in the squad praising the violence last year during the BLM and the Antifa riots when they were burning cities down, they were murdering police officers and innocent civilians in cold blood. You got Chris Cuomo out there on CNN saying, tell me where it says that protests have to be peaceful. It's the First Amendment, dumbass. You have the right to peaceably assemble to address your government for redress of grievances. You do good to look it up. So where is it that these people uh, are coming up with this stuff that, I mean, what, what, where is it now? Where, where is it now? Who's the fascist now? See, they don't have anybody to blame. I likened it back to the time of the struggle between now, if, if you if you studied the history of the Soviet Union on Joseph Stalin's rise to power, the struggle between Joseph Stalin and Leon Trotsky. Stalin just happened to be a better politician. That's all that turned out to be. Trotsky was one of the original Bolsheviks, and so was Stalin. They were both fighting for power. They were both stabbing each other in the back. Stalin was just better at it. 
But in the chambers where they would argue and go back and forth, it was simple. What did Stalin denounce Trotsky as? Oh, you're a fascist. He wasn't a fascist. He was a fellow Marxist. He was a fellow communist. He wasn't a fascist. But that's how you shout down your political opposition. That's what you do. You accuse them of that which you are guilty of. And how many people, not saying that Trotsky wouldn't have done it himself, but how many people, how many of his own citizens, his own loyalists, how many of them did he kill? How many of those people did Stalin murder as a result of him calling his opposition fascist? How many? And of course, everybody at the time, they just turned a blind eye to it. We're in the same situation now. Those that do not know history, I don't have to repeat the rest of that quote. So where do they go? If the mandates are here, they're going to force everybody out of their jobs. I mean, clearly that's what the plan is here is now they're going to push everybody out of work. They're doing it to the Italians. They're doing it to they haven't quite made it to England yet. I'm waiting for that one. They haven't made it there yet. They're starting to uh, push. They're, they're doing it in Australia. Uh, what's his name? That creature down there in uh, uh, in Victoria, Andrews or whatever the hell his name is, that stupid kid down there. He says that the one who's actually sold himself out to the communist Chinese, he said, well, if people don't comply with the mandate, they won't be going to work. It's pretty simple. Well, he's right about that. It's pretty simple. What you're saying, it's pretty simple. Western Australia, they're going to do the uh, the fines just like they're doing in the U.S. Here they did the fines a long time ago. Hell, they got vaccine passports in here. The U.K. is about to get vaccine passports. They don't know it yet. They haven't been told that. Their government's out there trying to do damage control saying, oh, we got rising cases and deaths all over the place, but we have no plans to implement a plan B. You know what that means? That means you're going to get plan B. So where's the, where do they go? Where, where's the next Where's the next step? To push everybody out? I hear the phrase floating around now calling this the great resignation because people are just walking away. Well, that's going to be okay for a time. But once that cushion runs out for people, then we're going to be in a real conundrum, if you will. I still think uh, this whole the great resignation, though it may be, is this going to end up being something that bites us in the ass later? I'm not saying comply. I'm saying we're caught in a mousetrap. Well, every, no time, matter every time we try to push, they always counter with something else. So it's almost like they already know. They've already wargamed out five or six moves ahead of what everybody else is going to do. But I, I think it's like what we heard the uh, the funeral director talking about last night in that interview. And I'm, I'm with him on it when he says that, and we were listening to it. We, we can't play it here because it's a, it's 20, 20 some odd minutes long. So I mean, we, we don't have time. But we're working on another project uh, on the side that we're going to be bringing to people really soon. But uh, it, regarding that, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that at another time. But rest assured, that's being worked on behind the scenes. But the... Uh, the thing that he said was, as people get more and more to the realization that their loved ones are now passing all around them, that's going to wake people up even faster. And as and here's the problem with that. He has no doubt, and I have no doubt too, that all that's going to cause the powers that be to do is just they're going to double down. They're, they're going to double down. They're going to get even more insane. They're going to get more dangerous. And they're going to get more crazy. So yes, they're pushing people out of their jobs because they want people to respond. They want people to get violent. That's been their play. See, you notice they haven't gotten, well, they're being violent, but they haven't actually gotten violent. They don't have the military out there in the street shooting people. They don't have the police out there in the street shooting people, do they? They don't have that. Uh, actually, they do, but Rubber bullets not, and beanbags yeah, and all that stuff, yeah. Tear gas, all that. Yeah, yeah tear but gas, it's not, water cannons. It's yeah, not lethal. Water cannons, yeah. Yeah, but it's not well, lethal. Well, it could be in some cases, yeah. Less than lethal. They're not we'll okay. Say. Let me put it this way: they're not using live rounds on citizens yet. And I you notice I say yet because yeah. I believe once they get to that point where they are 
let me put it this way. When you see the numbers that are out there in the streets now, when you see them double, that's when they're going to start using live ammunition because they will mm. be at the end at that point. Nudge, push, push, shoot. shoot. Yeah. Yeah. We've they're already pushing. gone through the nudging. Mm-hmm. We're in the pushing phase right We're now. We're in the pushing. Yeah. And, you know, that's I, I was I was thinking privately today as I was uh, right in the middle of my workout. I'm like, you know what? People just have not had enough of it yet. I'm serious. People have not had enough of it yet. Everybody's still stuck in that complacency stage. And I really mean that. People are still, as hard as that is to, to, uh, to, to conceive at this point, people are really still stuck in that complacency stage. And it's, it's a couple of things. It's the people that don't comply, they're complacent and say, okay, well, if I don't get to go to a sports game, I don't care. If I don't get to go to um, a, a restaurant or a cafe for a little while, I don't care. You, you don't understand. This doesn't stop. This do, this does not stop. And of course, the ones that have complied with it, well, they don't care because they're all doing whatever it is they're doing anyway. I'm not quite sure what it is that, that they're doing, at least those that are left at this point. But they're talking now about the booster program. Well, we already know there's eight slots in there for boosters. So they say you're going to need, what was it, three boosters a year for five years? If the first round, now, regardless of the first booster, if the first round didn't get you, are you lucky enough to make it through three boosters a year for five years? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Sooner or later, people are going to come to the realization of what this actually is. And I'm I'm already starting to see it, at least in the ones that are jabbed. The ones that are jabbed, I remember asking them when they got their first one way back when, all those months ago, when it was first starting to roll out, I said, you ready to take a third one? And they just kind of looked at me and said, why in the world would I do that? And I said, well, that's what they're going to make you do. No, they're not. No, they're, no, of course not. No, they're not. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah, that's common. The UK booster program, they're saying that it's stalled. Can you believe that? It's stalled. What would cause the, the booster program to stall in the UK? Could it be the fact that, well, you're actually, you're not getting a booster. You're literally getting more of the same. They say that complacency is slowing England's COVID booster jab rollout. That's according to the NHS leader. Ruth Rankine says that people are less motivated to get top-up dose as restrictions have eased. (laughs) Now, see, remember, we're going to get Plan B in the UK. And of course, that's going to push people to go out and get a booster, right? Yeah, that's going to push people to go out and get a booster. The COVID booster jab program in England is being undermined by the public's complacency about the threat posed by the virus, according to a senior NHS leader involved in the rollout. The number of people getting their top-up shot is too low because the lifting of the lockdown restrictions means that many people do not see the point. Well, quite frankly, there was no point in the first one or even the second one for that matter. There's certainly no point in the third one. If you've made it past the first two and you have zero side effects, zero complications, if you were lucky enough to get one of the uh, the vials that had saline water in it, I would advise you very seriously to stay away from any of these booster shots. And I'm not the one saying that. Dr. Michael Yaden has said that. I found out last night that he and a number of other physicians, the ones that are being ignored, took an audience with people in Westminster and they were ignored. They were ignored. Why on earth would you would, would you not be taking what these people have to say seriously. They presented all of their their evidence and everything else and went through all their charts with the uh, with the Irish doctors, the English doctors, the German doctors, and they could care less. The politicians, they could care less. We're seeing that everywhere, though. Uh, politicians could care less. Even at the local level, they don't care, you know, especially no. when it gets to, like, schools and stuff. You, uh, I'm hearing all kinds of stories about people going in and talking about the masks or policies or any of that kind of stuff and they don't care uh the parents just basically get thrown out or they get the fbi called on them for you know to investigate them for uh domestic terrorism yeah 
it's 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 a bunch of uh, bovine excrement uh, in this. So here in America, there are some people that are starting to rise up and stand up, and they're starting to um, you know run for office in the in the various positions locally to 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 try to uh, change things on a local level. The the thing is, is even if we get things going locally, there's still some pain that's coming because of economic the the economic stuff that's coming and it has already been started because of not just Obama or Bush or Clinton or not but Trump had his hand in this as well. I mean the the trillions that he spent extra because he's the debt king that's going to end up screwing us over in the end as well. So as a business owner that may work for you to be the debt king but it doesn't work as a country. Uh, so anyway it, it's um just just I, i'm i'm be prepared just just have food water you know do do all the typical stuff emergency stuff have all that ready have some kind of plan to have a supply of that because you know hunting fishing outdoor skills those kind of things because it, it, it it's it's going to get hairy where we're are we're already starting to see shortages in like grocery stores um we're seeing it we we've been seeing it in products for a while but grocery stores are going to start having shortages. Farms here in the U.S. are are struggling to stay ahead. I mean, all the all the taxes and and fines and fees and just bringing their product to market it's it's not it's not profitable. Uh, so we're going to start seeing shortages of food very soon, um, unfortunately, unless things change. And at this point, season's already over. Like this is this is harvest season. So yeah, I don't know. Complacency, man. I'm telling you, complacency. As long as people have that barbecue and they got that that NASCAR race and that Netflix and their cold beer, man, they don't care. They don't care. They're good. As long as they got it. As long as they got their cable TV. I, I hate to say that. I hate to say that. But that's where people are on average. I'm not saying everybody's like that. On average, that's where people are. I just wanted to look up a, a price real quick because um, uh, I haven't bought any in a while. So. I'll give you a quick example of prices going up, shortages, all that kind of stuff. Ground beef here, a package of ground beef, eight seventy-five. Good lord! Yeah, um, six years ago, seven years ago, it was like three dollars. I was gonna say it was just a few bucks. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Okay. Well, that's that's your inflation. Okay. So uh, you know what? We got friends in Ireland. Uh, they're not going to be happy about this. Uh, you know, the, these are the people that like to go to the pub. Yeah, you try and get. I'll tell you what. You try and stand in between an Irishman and a pub, and you watch what happens to you. Right? I, I wouldn't advise that. Would not advise that at all. They were all too happy to go out and take the jab, weren't they? They were excited to go out and get it. Yeah. Yep. And they Let's were go back to the movies and all. Yep. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go back to the movies, and of course they found out they couldn't go to the movies, and then well, uh, they they were able to go. The the um the, the the two of them were able to go, but not the kids. They they couldn't oh, right. take the kids along. It right. was only yeah it was. You can right. only buy tickets for two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, they also they they went ahead and they booked their uh, their hotel rooms and they had already planned their weekend out at the pub. Well, unfortunately, I think they're going to be a little disappointed. Masks will now be re-implemented and mandated in Irish nightclubs, but not when you're drinking or dancing. So as long as you're drinking or dancing, you don't have to wear a mask in the nightclub. But if you're doing anything else, if you're standing around a table talking, then you have to wear a mask. When when is this uh specific Irishman that we're talking about, when does he not have a beer in hand? So That's a good point. That 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 is that yeah. is a really good point. He's on a first name basis Actually, with, his, with his beer man. And he, when I say his beer man, I'm talking yeah. about he gets his beer delivered. I'm like 
why do you get your beer delivered? The beer store is like a hundred feet from your door. And he's like, oh, I don't want to go down there. Yeah. Hey, he actually, um, I had an interesting conversation with him Friday. This is the first time I had seen him really oh. plastered. I was going to say he was quite, quite tuned up. If I recall correctly, I yeah. spoke to him for about five, he, 10 minutes. He was, he was, he was quite plastered on that day. That was a fun uh political conversation in the end it was quite interesting um a little bit more marxist than i like but well you know what bruce when you sit there and you watch cnn all the time and you take that as the gospel i don't blame the guy you know he's just no yeah he's, he's just misled is all he's he's misled he, yeah he's well-intentioned he is he, he he is that's that is true that is true that's that's not a joke he uh he, he really is a nice guy people in ireland have been told that they will have to wear masks in nightclubs but not when they are eating drinking and dancing so the irish government scrapped plans to lift restrictions entirely after uh the media in well quite frankly the media induced fear mongering they keep up with uh in the surge in covid cases uh, which that's what Reuters were reporting after uh, massive testing and, and kids return to school. As soon as the schools reopen, oh, no, God, no, no, it's the uh, cases are everywhere. We got to shut everything back down. We got to lock everything back down, which there's no scientific data to support that. It's just more of the same. Under the new rules, people will be able to enter nightclubs after presenting proof of vaccination. You got a vaccine passport to get in, but not negative COVID tests. See, you can't use a COVID test wait, anymore. Wait, hold on. Okay, so you can't. Uh, you can't have your mask off unless you're eating, drinking, or dancing. Right. But you can't get into these places unless you're vaccinated. Right. So why the hell am I wearing? And have a vaccine you're Required passport. to wear a mask. And have a vaccine passport. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like to get the vaccine passport, you have to be, have been vaccinated. Uh, so if you're all a sophisticated vaccinated crowd, why, why, why are you wearing masks? It, it doesn't make any sense. Why are the elite okay to do this, but you? The peasant are not. Uh, that's the first did, thing I, did you I, I see. see. That? Did you see that sophisticated vaccinated crowd at Windsor Castle last night? Did you see that? Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. And uh -huh. how the staff and help were all maxed, masked up. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was serving uh, them hors yeah. d'oeuvres and champagne and all the rest of it to the likes of Bill Gates and the Queen of England and Boris Johnson and Prince William and Charles and John Kerry. Yeah. Sophisticated vaccinated crowd. I didn't see a wait, single wait. mask in between any of them. Was Melinda there? You know what? There was a woman that was standing next to Bill and I could only see half of the face. Yeah. It could have been her. I can't be sure of that. But for public appearance sake, I'm betting that it might have been because Bill did say that they're still going to split uh, responsibilities at the foundation. She's not leaving the foundation. As a matter of fact, I think they're going to be transferring everything to her because this is exactly, you notice how Bill disappeared for a while. Uh, they're in the process, I think, of, of reallocating everything under her. This is what Rockefeller did. Rockefeller did this exact thing. He got a divorce from his wife and then moved everything in the foundation out of him, uh, out of his name and into her name. And then she was the new face of everything. So you couldn't criticize it. You couldn't criticize it. And it's going to be the same thing here with Bill Gates and, and Melinda Gates. You can't criticize her because then you're attacking a woman. Yeah, you see how that works? Plays right into the political agenda through and through. But they're still going, like Bill's still going to be doing stuff for that foundation and running things behind the scenes, of course. Of course. But he's not going to be the face of it anymore. But I'm, I'm an equal opportunity person. So sure, I sure. am just as happy to criticize Melinda being female as I am uh, Gates, uh, Bill being male. I, I, I'm, I'm 
happy to critique both of them. I, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity type person. So I know. hear bigotry and support for the patriarchy coming out of your mouth. That's what I hear. Got us this far, didn't it? Yeah, it did. The London Evening Standard reports that people going to nightclubs will have to wear face masks except for eating, drinking, dancing, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. Uh, apparently, COVID only chooses to infect people when they're entering the premises, going to the toilet or chatting with their friends. Apparently, you see the virus knows. It's just like in, in California when they said you have to wear a mask to the table, but then they had the, the cartoon drawn pictures of the virus actually going over people's heads. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, this also applies to eating and drinking, which COVID apparently allows people to do without bothering them uh, in acts of whatever it is that they're doing. So it doesn't it doesn't infect them. This is according to a uh, this is a quote from a social Democrat co-leader, Catherine Murphy. She says, we're told, for example, you can dance at nightclubs, but you can't go to the bar for a drink. It's very confusing. You could probably dance to the bar. Yeah, can you imagine that? I can see Irish people doing that, dancing up to the bar so they don't have to wear a mask. I can see them doing that. But what doesn't make sense in all of this, if you're dancing, that alludes to the fact that you're going to increase uh, respiration, which means you're going to potentially aerosolize more COVID, which means you're going to spread more of it. So wouldn't it be banned dancing be banned and going to the bar and drinking socially distancing and all that kind of stuff wouldn't that make more sense bruce all you have to do is do the stephen colbert vaccine song as you're going up to the bar right just imagine that uh, yeah mm -hmm. as you're going up mm -hmm. to the bar and you'll be fine you'll be fine especially if you have yeah. if, if you have a bunch of men who are dressed like women dressed up as vaccine syringes and and you have them dancing around you as you walk up there. I'd give more credibility to what you were doing. Yeah, I, I if if that was a requirement, I, w I wouldn't even go to those locations. I wouldn't either. I, as a matter of fact, I'm not going to those locations. Of course, I don't drink. So, I mean, that puts one up in my favor, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, same. Okay, Biden is, oh God, he's down to 28% now. 28%. And that's not amongst Republicans. OK, that's not amongst conservatives. That's among, well, I shouldn't say Republicans and conservatives in the same sentence anymore because they're not compatible with each other. But that's not amongst conservatives. That's amongst independents. Twenty eight percent. Independents are usually the ones that lean further left than Democrats. Eight out of 10 independents that I've met lean further left than most Democrats. That would have been true like 10 years ago uh, within the last because of all the nonsense that's been going on over the last five yeah, years or true. so. Yeah, true. There's a the lot of conservatives. Moved. Yeah, the yeah. independents haven't moved. I would consider myself so, to be an independent conservative. You know, I'm I'm not I'm I'm certainly not an independent that's uh, all the way over on the far left like Bernie Sanders. Uh, Bernie Sanders is an independent, but he considers himself to be a democratic socialist. I'm nowhere near that. I'm the exact opposite of that. I want free market, private property, and leave me the hell alone. I'm a I'm a classic liberal teetering on the edge of anarcho capitalist. I'm 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 on that fence of like maybe no government is better and I'm I'm they they keep they keep pushing me and trying to get me over the fence to that side so President Joe Biden's job approval rating continues to sink 37% of Americans say they approve of Joe Biden's uh, performance according to the poll I want to know who the 37% are that that's what I want I want to know who the 37% are that's the ones that still watch CNN MSNBC. Fair point. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, fair point. Because I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you can't seriously tell me that this bumbling fool that's in there now is doing a bang up job. And you know what? I, the, the answer I got well, he's certainly better than the last guy. I, I, I don't have words. I, I, I would follow up and say, oh, explain. 
how is he better than the last yeah, guy? Please explain. Uh, yeah, yeah, is it is explain. it just because the, the no no mean tweets? Is that it? So you're you're saying 1.7 million illegal immigrants that came across the border over the this physical year is better than Trump barring people from coming over here illegally and and not incentivizing them because now we have more human trafficking, sex trafficking, drug trafficking coming across this border now than in this year alone, this physical year, this is the highest in American history. Anyway, now see, Trump was responsible for all of that. It, you see, that's that's what it that's what it was. And and Afghanistan, that was all Trump's fault. Biden was just doing what Trump had already started, and and that's that's what right, happened. Right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I hate defending the guy. I I, re- I can't stand it. I can't stand it because this mess that we're in right now. Oh man, that burns me to my core. Man, it's is it hot in here? <laughs> is it just me? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you a see the carotid artery well. coming yeah. out of my neck here. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. that really. Oh, I can't stand. Donald Trump has put people to sleep and it drives me insane. Snap out of this following this Trump garbage, please. Biden loses uh, with independence worse. Biden losses with independence were slightly more severe. Twenty eight percent of independent voters say that they approve of his performance compared to 32 percent earlier this month. So two weeks ago, he was at 32 percent. He's lost four points since then. He's in the 20s. With the independents, the independents are the ones you need a majority in if you're going to swing the Democrat vote. Now, which conservative group was doing this uh, poll again? This was not a conservative group. I knew you were going to ask that. This is the far left Quinnipiac University poll. Um, yeah, that's not good. That no. that's not good. As a matter of fact, didn't didn't the far didn't he meet with like some uh, uh, I want to say didn't he meet with like some DSA people or some far left activists or something? And they walked out of of the meeting with him. Didn't that happen this week? I think uh, I'm wanting to say it did, but yeah, it it recently happened. Yeah, I think there was something like that. All right. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. All right. So let's let's get into this. And his VP is not much better. She's not much better. She's uh, she polls even worse. So what? You're going to throw the old man out. Uh, apparently, the Justice Department has lost some investigation into him, which is going to go nowhere. The State Department's now lost an investigation into him, apparently, which is going to go nowhere. And if it does go somewhere, what are they going to do? They're going to impeach him. OK, they're going to put Kamala in there. They put Kamala in. She was polling 2% in the Democrat Party when she dropped out. She was one of the first to drop out. I want to talk about something else involving the VP now. And I honestly, I'm not going to speak too much on this because I know that once I mention what this is, you're going to lay into this and you're going to be taking the torch and you're going to run with this one. Kamala Harris has blatantly violated federal law. I mean, this is full-fledged, out in the open, bare-naked violation of federal law, what she did. She made a video to pump up some support for a Democratic candidate in Virginia uh, for governor. And she went, I mean, I'm talking... Like, okay, you can make a political campaign video. There's nothing against that. There's no law against that. You can make a video for that. But here's the problem. The video that she recorded was tailor made to play in Virginia's black churches between now and the November 2nd election. You can't play political uh, whatever this you, you can't you can't play political videos or speak from it from a pulpit endorsing a particular political candidate from a church. You can't do that. Could you imagine Pence doing this under Trump? The kind of outcry that would happen? Oh, of course. Even if he did it at one church, let alone 300? It wouldn't even have to be uh, political. I mean, like as far as like endorsing a candidate, it could have been about, I don't know, abortion or something. They would have 
They would have been screaming about that. And not to mention what should happen right now. Every single one of these churches should have their 501c3 status revoked immediately. Every last one of them. Every last one of them. So I, I understand the uh, I, I'm, I'm stuck in a, in a bit of a rock and a hard place on this one because part of me wants to say, look, the entire reason we're in this position uh, as a country is because the churches didn't stand up. The churches haven't stood up because they can't stand up politically because then they lose their 501c3 status, right? You can't say on the pulpit that abortion is wrong or vote for this candidate or any of those kind of things. However, you can uh, skirt the law and talk about policies and whatnot and say, look, uh, we're in support of life and then talk about script in scripture where life is, you know, I don't know, maybe point to Jericho and how Jericho, the, the, the walls of Jericho were lined with jars full of baby uh, bodies. You know, they, they had sacrificed the, the, the baby to Moloch and then put it in a jar and put it on the wall. And that was supposed to protect the city's walls. Yeah. You see how that protected in the. So, you know, there, there's time and time again, you could point to, but we are where we're at and we can't do that. So, you know what? Every single one of those churches need to have their 501c3 revoked. Um, Kamala, she needs to be reprimanded somehow. I, I, I don't know. Like, well, maybe impeach, I, you know not what? necessarily remove. I, I don't know. Can you impeach a vice? I mean, there, there's something that you, needs to be done. You can. You, you can. But uh, there's a different process for it of, or, or some something because the vice president is actually supposed to be over the Senate. So you obviously you can't run it through the you can't do a conviction through the Senate because they're actually supposed to like you can't. It's a different process. But the and I'm not too familiar with it right off the top of my head, but I know it's not the same process. The thing is, is that she violated something called the Johnson Amendment. This goes all the way back to the days of LBJ which quite frankly, I think that's the reason we're dealing with the welfare state in the state that it's in right now. Uh, it's mm -hmm, because we mm -hmm. had to create a great society. The legislation named for then Senator Lyndon B. Johnson, who went on to become the country's 30, 36th president uh, after, quite frankly, some people that uh, are in there now, I have my suspicions. I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories, but uh, the only thing I'm going to say is I don't think Mr. Lee Harvey was the one that was uh, acting alone. All right, I'll just put it that way. IRS regulations allow tax-exempt groups to to engage in activities to advance general goals. Campaigns such as the Get Out to Vote would not be prohibited by political campaign activity if conducted in a nonpartisan manner. That's directly from the IRS's website. On the other hand, voter education or registration activities with evidence of bias that it would favor one candidate over another, which is what she did, Oppose a candidate in some matter, which is what she did, or have the effect of favoring a candidate or group of candidates would constitute prohibited participation or intervention, which she did. <laughs> All of which yeah. she did. Yeah, this is this is not just it, it's not just that she did those things. Eh, you know, eh, she kind of did. No, this is a full on blatant like this was an endorsement full on Who told her to ad. Do it? Who told her to do it? You say that there has to be some kind of reprimand or, or which we know that's not going to happen. But even so, she wasn't acting alone. Who told yeah, who her, to, her do it? to do it? Who told her yeah. to do it? That's, that's it, the guilty part. It. Who wrote that thing? She, she doesn't write this stuff. She, she cackles like some some uh, some spoiled high school kid when she's asked a real question about something. She didn't write that. She's reading it from a script. Yeah. So and who put her horrible. up to it? She's, yeah, she's terrible. Horrible at, at acting. It, it's so terrible. The kids that they so the videos with the kids, uh, the the one she was doing about space or whatever, and they had to hire kid actors 
to act enthusiastic about her interaction because she's so terrible. When you go and watch the video on how she's acting and whatnot, she's talking to like 10, 12 year old kids and she sounds like she's talking to like a toddler. It's just she's so fake, disingenuous. It's it's ugh. anyway, no difference for this. No different for this video. She's she's just horrible. She definitely wasn't elected and put in the positions because she's charismatic or has a great policy. Well, we'll put it that way. All right. Uh, you got anything else on that? I want to move over to the squad. No, no. Uh, that pretty much covers it. Actually, you know what? No, I, I don't want to talk about the squad. Let's end on this one because you're um, you're already in a you're already in a fired up mood about talking about the church and, and all this stuff. So let's look at this. The Pope demands he, he's making demands now. The Pope demands Silicon Valley in the name of God censor hate speech and conspiracy theories. Uh, Pope, uh, so uh, there's a there's a new idea here in the New Testament that you might be missing here. Um, it, it's no longer about <laughs> it's no longer about God dealing with nations. It's now God dealing with you individually, uh, you as a person. It's you and God. That's it. That's how He judges things now. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you should uh, buzz off and 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 <laughs> leave these people alone because I don't think Silicon Valley really cares about God. Um, whether it's the one you worship or the one that uh, Christianity worships, they, they they don't. Yeah, that was a that was a dig there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't think they care. They're going to do what they do. Um, they're going to do what they believe is best for humanity, for the greater good. And your God is not in there. So, well, I don't know, actually. I don't know which God you worship. So maybe it is on the same page. He uh, made the remarks during a world meeting of popular movements, which is an organization that was created to promote social justice and to fight racism with the help of religious leaders, if you're wondering what that organization does. And I'm quoting the Pope here when he says, in the name of God, I ask technology giants to stop exploiting human weakness, people's vulnerability for the sake of profits without caring about the spread of hate speech, grooming, fake news, conspiracy theories, and political manipulation. Pope Francis also invoked the term post-truth, which was invented by the establishment media uh, apparatus after they began to lose their monopoly on controlling the narrative following the election of Donald Trump. Do you remember the uh, yeah. the thing they said when, when Zuckerberg was sitting in front of the House committee and Maxine Waters said, how on earth did you people allow this to happen? Yeah. So... The Pope is a, um, honestly, I think he's part of a, a, the classic, um, you know, during the, the era of crusaders and whatnot, when they were essentially the dark age and you could only talk to the priest uh, to get your, your information about God and the priest would talk to God for you. I, I think he, I think he hails back from that time period uh, so because that's what just, he's, that's what he's trying to do. For clarity. So you think that he's going to have the relationship for himself, and then he's going to dictate to you what you should do based on how Ooh, he has yeah, his relationship yeah, with. Yeah. So the the Catholic Church, the the priests, they're going to tell you what the Bible says. They're going to tell you what's right and wrong uh, based on what the Bible says, and you are to listen to them. That that's basically they're gonna they're gonna be the arbiters of truth. That's basically what it sounds like he's trying to do here, in the sense of let, we we have to stifle. Uh, the the conspiracy theories and hate speech and all of that. Okay, first of all, who dictates what a conspiracy is? Are, are we saying conspiracy theory or conspiracy fact? Those are two different things. And what is he considering hate speech? Technically, what we're talking about here can be considered hate speech, even though nothing nothing about it is about hate. 
all of this is it's we're pointing out the problems in our our system and and offering solutions. I mean, that's not hate speech. Hate speech is so vague. And uh, by American uh, standards, the the First Amendment, hate speech is protected by the Constitution. In fact, calling for violence is protected by the First Amendment. Um, One of the few it's places only we because disagree. <laughs> One of the few yes, places well, we disagree. It is. It is. But. When it when it comes to freedom of speech, we've we've passed laws that say, well, you you can't you can't talk about calling for violence. You you can't. Our founders did. Fair point. I mean, there is a middle ground, even though we disagree on on that aspect. There is a middle ground that we can come to. I see your argument. I I truly do. Uh, I I see your argument with that. And I mean, we don't have to get into it now, but. Uh, yeah, this this whole idea, this uh, this this conspiracy theory. You say, well, what is a conspiracy theory? There is a there is such thing as a conspiracy. I know because I've charged people with it before. So don't tell me it doesn't exist. Vaccines don't work, or this this specific vaccine against COVID nineteen doesn't work. And then saying that this is a conspiracy in the sense of uh, big pharma has gotten together to make this fast vaccine that they can make billions of dollars on, uh, and then we're pointing out that it's leaky. Well, that's a conspiracy and we'll be silenced, which I mean, if we were on YouTube, it would already be silenced anyway. But yeah, that that's true. But uh, th that's why we didn't do YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, because we could see this coming. Uh, and yeah, but you're meaning our, like le in a legal sense. Oh, in a legal sense. Yeah, out, yeah. Like, yeah. But in my experience, in my experience, and, and just based on your point and my point as well, in my experience, usually the ones that are touting these lines like manipulation and uh, hate speech and uh, accusing you of doing X, Y, or Z or the conspiracy theories. Usually the ones that are calling out those things are the ones that are the conspirators, usually, in my experience. Uh, well, and the fact that <laughs> they happen to be the same people that are trying to grab control of everything kind of makes it sound like they're the conspirators in all of this. Kind of makes it sound like they're the ones that are, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, the problem. And those of us that are still sticking to the Constitution and um, trying to conserve um, the, the freedoms that we have um, and regain the freedoms that we've lost, which, uh, good luck with that. Uh, but nonetheless, we're the ones that are the bad guys. We're the ones that are the hate speech spewing conspiracy theorists. We're the ones that are the insurrectionists because of that. I don't really have anything to add to that because you pretty much rounded it off. I'm like, how do I come back with something against that? I can't. I, I can't speak for everyone that's that's a part of this um, that group that I just listed off there. But I think I think I'm 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 happy to be in this 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 crowd of insurrectionists as they call us. You know, I, I was I was talking to somebody the other day and uh, they said something about U.S. and, uh, you know, when are you going to go back to the U.S.? And I said, well, at the moment, it's a little difficult. And they said, well, why is that? And I said, well, you kind of need a vaccine uh, passport to get into the country, because if you're going to go from a foreign country right now, you, you have to do it unless something's changed. Uh, so there is that. The other thing, technically, we have been labeled as domestic terrorists, as crazy as that sounds. But um, that's I mean, that's I've been like, a, I've been labeled the, the groups that I'm a part of have been labeled a domestic terrorist by the Homeland Security. You're kidding me. Since like the early 2000s. No, it, if you're a Christian, you're a domestic terrorist. Oh, yes. They've that, been calling yeah. Christians yeah, a domestic yeah. terrorist 
for yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 that, years that's, now. That's because they just, they're trying to stop a counter-revolution from forming. That's the only reason it is. And, and a counter-revolution to shut them down, I might add. Uh, that's that's what Marxists always do. They they always guard against a counter-revolution. Why do you think we still have people in jail for January 6th that are not being charged with anything? They're guarding against a counter-revolution. It's for their protection. Right, right. Yeah, more of that uh, damning footage came out where it shows the police officers literally waving them in to the building. Like they're literally opening the, the doors for them and saying, yeah, come on in, you know, waving their hands like, come on in. There, there, there's four officers standing at the door on either side of the uh, hallway as people are walking by them and they're just kind of waving them on through, watching them pass. You got another uh, a fifth officer standing back, propping the door open for everybody to come in through the door. And they're just walking on in. The insurrectionists that were unarmed, might I Bruce, add. You're understating that. That was the day that democracy almost died. And my response, I cannot say because of TOS. You have to wait until Friday. <laughs> okay. Um, you got anything else? I mean, we can cut. We're a couple of minutes shy here, but uh, you got anything else? Well, I already covered the um, wonderful uh, immigration policy that our uh, president has. Uh huh. Yeah. That that. Uh, oh, oh, a fun one. This is this is a fun one on the end. Um, okay, we like fun. I don't watch. Got. I don't watch sports. Right, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not a sports guy. And with all the political nonsense in sports now, I don't care to watch sports. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently, Monday night, the Red Sox. Well, they, it was the Red Sox fans. They say were being unruly in Boston. I never would have guessed. I, I never would have guessed. guessed that either. Yeah, I do know that much about sports. So. Oh yeah. The, the, um, the Boston fans, man, they, it's just the, the, like you have the Boston fans and you have the, the Boston Red Sox fans and you have the New York Yankees fans. You talk about two rowdy clubs. Those are two rowdy yeah. clubs. You get yeah. in the Bronx. <laughs> oh, man, they they will not let you. I mean, that that stadium's tough. You get in Fenway. That stadium's tough. The, those two crowds. I mean, they will they will chew you up. But what what they do? So uh, on Fox, uh, they were obviously doing their after game, post game uh, analysis and all that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and they had to bleep out a bunch of FUA Rod. Oh, um, well, yeah, they don't like Alex Rodriguez up there. Yeah. yeah and uh, uh, what was the other one? Al Altuve? Uh, Jose Altuve. Yeah, he used to play. Altuve. I don't know if he still does. He yeah. used to play for the uh, he's a short guy. He's a good player. He used to play for the Houston Astros. I don't know if he still does or not. Yeah, it doesn't get into details about him. But anyway, they were saying F him as well. Uh, but then uh, Fox failed uh, five times uh, to bleep out. Uh, Let's go, Brandon. Oh, dear. Uh, the phrase also known as F you or F Joe Biden. So uh, they happened to say that uh, 24 hours later on their their rebroadcast or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that's a fun little whoopsie uh on on television you, you can't you can't censor that stuff in live time i mean it's really hard to do no. usually there's a mm -hmm. when you when you broadcast in the united states in uh, like in radio or in television there's usually a delay in there so if there's any problems or something something happens they can delay it they can stop the feed yeah. for whatever happens that way nothing uh, vulgar or nothing graphic uh, goes out for example if there's a delay i think of like what is it like 15 20 seconds on radio shows 45 i think is it 45 yeah. okay yeah, so sometimes it, the, the fcc regulations are pretty strict when it comes to that for live radio so that's why when you hear somebody call into a radio show like a radio talk show and they say a swear word, they get it once. But after the second time, the station and the uh, the syndicator 
start to get fined by the FCC, so they have to cut them off. So that's why there's the delay in case anything gets out of control or whatever, because they can't really they have call screeners, but they can't really control it. Same thing with the uh, the broadcast television. It's the same way. If there's anything that goes on, like th- there's no way now that they've done this, there's no way that they're going to be able to stop that. It went so far. I did see this last night. It went so far. The Canadian Parliament <laughs> passed a thing. What What in the hell? Like, what, what do the Canadians have to do with this? The Canadian Parliament now says that you can't make any mention of Let's Go Brandon. What does that have to do with the Canadians? Yeah, we, we haven't been doing that about Trudeau. So why do you like what, what, why do you care? So America doesn't have any pull in the world, right? We're on the we're on the downward slide. We're not the. Why do we have Canada doing that if we have no more? Is it just because they're sorry all the time? So they're that that's what it is. I, I guess I, well, the Canadians aren't, but that that ridiculous sham of a government they have is. But the uh, the the thing is, well, is it was okay. a it, it was a joke about them always saying sorry or a or you know, was, oh yeah okay. yeah Canadians yeah they're so modest yeah yeah. yeah. I, I love them. Yeah, I, I've never met I've never met a Canadian that was an impolite person to me. Never. Uh, always always been great people from all provinces. I, I've met Canadians from just about every province, uh, and they they're uh, except for the northern ones, like the really really northern ones. Never never met anybody from up there. Uh, but the, um, the the main ones down along the U.S. border, I've I've met uh, people from j- pretty much all provinces. Great people. But the thing is, is I would expect to see something like that coming out of I don't know the U.S. House of Representatives, maybe. As, like something from uh, the squad or something, if they want to do something p- halfway useful and make it look like they're actually doing something, I would expect them to introduce a bill like that. Not the Canadians. So I got to do with them. I, I saw a video of this guy walking around in uh, convenient, not convenience stores, in retail stores, big box retail stores in the US. And he goes into Target, he goes into Walmart, big lots and you know, a few other things, Home Depot, Lowe's and you know, all the rest of it. And he walks up to the customer service counter and he says, uh, yeah, I lost my my uh, uh, my friend that I was in here with. Can you page him for me? And they were, <laughs> I'm serious. They would all say, yeah, yeah, sure. What's his name? Uh, Lesko. Uh, okay. Uh, last name? Uh, Brandon. Uh, okay, he gets on the they get on the intercom. Uh, let's go, Brandon. Your party is waiting for you at customer service. Let's go, Brandon. Your party is waiting for you at customer service. And the guy would be like, "Boy, you do that really well. Are you a, like a professional at this or something?" <laughs> I like it. Yeah, GP called me a couple of days ago, and he says. He, he was. He calls me. He says, "I have a question." I said, "Okay." He goes, "What's this? Let's go, Brandon stuff." <laughs> I told him what it was about, and he couldn't quit laughing after he heard the story behind it. Anyway, all right, now we're out of time, so we are going to have to go. All right, for those of you not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts. We do here every day. We also put out an exclusive podcast for our Telegram subscribers early on Saturdays uh, on our Telegram channel. So get over there and get signed up to us. You get that content early, and you also get access to our newsfeed in the comment section as well. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamic podcast at protonmail.com and we would ask you to pass this along to friends family known associates we are trying to grow but we do need your help in order to do that so if you could pass this along we'd appreciate that we're available everywhere you get your podcast also if you're rating podcasts if you give us a rating when you get a chance we'd appreciate that as well five stars would be a plus thank you very much all right that's it for today thanks for being here today bruce thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a great evening